Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Joining me again this week is my friend, Melissa Mashburn. This week's episode is actually part two of our conversation that started last week. So last week was part one. This week is part two. It was just such a fantastic conversation that I actually broke it up into two parts because we just couldn't stop. It was just such a really great conversation. Uh, but my friend Melissa, just a really quick little intro. You can learn more about her. Again, listen to part one of last week where she shares a little bit more in depth of, you know, just her her experience in ministry and leadership. And you you can certainly look at the at the show notes as well. But just a quick overview. She's joining us from Kentucky. She has filled various roles in ministry, both in the church and outside of the church. And again, go ahead and look at the show notes to learn more about her. But without further ado, here is part two of my conversation with Melissa. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We are in the middle of a series that I titled Win the War Within. And this is actually part two of my conversation that I had with my friend, Melissa Mashburn. If you didn't catch part one, you definitely want to go back and catch that. That was just last week. So really, really great stuff. Uh, We are spending a lot of time at the deep end of the pool. So this week, we're going to be talking about winning the war within and just really addressing self-imposed ceilings, Mm -hmm. self-imposed limits that we as women, we, you know, we're familiar with them. So Mm -hmm. because often it isn't others that, that it's holding us back, but ourselves and the narrative in our minds. So um, Melissa, tell us a, lit, a little bit about that and how, how you've had to overcome that in your own life. Well, self-imposed ceilings are 100% a thing. And, and you are absolutely correct. This is honestly something I talk about quite often with women in coaching. It's, it's our limiting beliefs. Some of them are internal and some of them are external, but more often than not, it's the internal ones that can, can keep us shackled and stuck. And I believe dismantling these false narratives begins with prayer. First and foremost, asking God to show you, because if you don't know that they're there, then you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't, you, you believe them as truth. So ask God to show you where these false narratives are in your own thought life. Then I'd highly recommend two other things that have been critical for me in my own leadership development. And that is counseling and coaching. And I'll talk about it all day long because I really, really, really believe it. A good Christian counselor is the key to unlocking the things that might be holding us back from our past. They help us process old thought patterns and really get to the why behind them and help you move forward. I've been in the ministry for over 20 years and I've had a great Christian counselor alongside me throughout my entire career. I would also say that a Christian coach can help you move forward. So I said a counselor helps you unlock the past and the stuff from the back, but a coach will help you move forward. And you might feel stuck like me I get analysis paralysis 
bad. And so what's the next step that God might be calling you to do? This is where your coach can come in and help you uncover the things that God has laid on your heart. And, and let me re say that it's a coach doesn't tell you what to do or what they think you should do. A coach is there to help you uncover what God has laid on your heart. And so, and then clear a way for you to actually get started that those two things have been just huge for me in, in unlocking my own um, self imposed ceilings uh, because quite honestly we have them and most of the times we don't even realize that we have them or we're not aware or we write it off of that's just the way I am or you know what I'm saying and we just we just hold on to it like a badge of honor when it's it's really not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what are your tips in um, a woman that is maybe listening and feels like, okay, so I want to take some steps toward finding a coach. What does she look for? Because wouldn't there, would you encourage people to find one that is a good fit for you? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. There are so many great Christian coaches out there. And I think it depends on, on the need, on, on the season, on, uh, your, your chemistry, even I, I, you don't have to, that's why most of them have like a a free 30 minute consultation or like a $15, 30 minute consultation. It's, it's really about, is there a connection and, and a good Christian coach is going to go into it prayed up and ready to, to receive. And, and honestly, if they're worth their weight in salt, they're gonna be like, I can, or I cannot help you. I don't think that we're a good fit, or I think that we'd be a great fit, or I've experienced what you've experienced, and I think I can help you. I, I It's really about also what it is you're looking for. Like if you're stuck, you're looking for something different than if you're looking for an executive coach that's going to help you get to the next level of your professional career, or if you're looking for somebody that's going to help you kind of break through some thought patterns, or you're looking for somebody that's going to help you with some anxiety spirals and stuff like that, or your marriage or your family or so I think it's a matter of really digging in and saying what do I want from this coach and then you can look and see what kind of coaches are out there who might be a good fit what their experiences are and what it is uniquely that that you would bring together with that coach does that make sense yeah totally totally and uh just a couple things uh, melissa is a fabulous coach you uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know from experience so she has been that role she's filled that role in my life so i would highly recommend if you are at all interested in seeking out the help and the guidance of a coach she just might be the perfect fit for you um but i i think that also to to be willing that when you feel like you have found someone that would be a good fit for you to be willing to trust that they have your best interests mm -hmm. at heart, that, that they have, you know, they, they've spent some time hearing your heart. They understand what you're carrying on the inside of you, the calling, the gifts that's on the inside of you. And so oftentimes I think that when we're talking about these self-imposed limits, sometimes out of that intimidation or fear or insecurity, we, we can kind of feel like, I don't like that she's, or he is asking me hard questions. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's challenging me. I feel like mm -hmm. she's not supporting me. No, no, no. Like if, if we can encourage you to not filter that, those mm -hmm. questions 
through that, that they see something in you and they're wanting to pull that out of you. They're calling you higher. Um, They can see the potential lying on the inside of you. And I think that that is definitely an aspect of, you know, just busting through these Mm self-imposed limits that, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be all in and I'm going to allow I'm going to allow this coach to help me walk through and, and um, these hard things and allow yeah. them to ask me these hard questions that are challenging me and, and just pushing me be- and it doesn't feel good all the time. <laughs> right? No, it doesn't because a good coach is going to ask the hard question and not because they want to be mean, but because a lot of times we don't ask the questions ourselves, And so really coaching is, is, is all about asking the right questions. And the questions cause you as the person being coached to really dig down deep inside and, and answer that question. And, and most of the time it's stuff we've never even thought of. It's just we just go through our routine or our day, or this is just how I am and we move on. And so, yeah, it can be, it can be painful at times. It's an investment. It's not just financially, but it's an investment of time, uh, of energy. And, you know, like when, when we coach, I, I do homework, you have homework and not because I, I want you to have things to do, but because I, I want you to continue on with what we've already talked about. Like if you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription, but you don't ever take the medicine, then you're not going to get healed. You're not going to move forward. And that's part of, of the work is, is the prescription is the homework and, and the, the different things that you're asked to think about or read or listen to during the week. And so, yeah, it, it, it takes some, it takes time and it takes money and it also takes just a, a willing to be made uncomfortable. Yeah, totally, totally. So when we think about self-imposed ceilings, self-imposed limits, are there ones that you have had to work through more than others? I'm really kind of just putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yes, you are. You're I'm like, like wait a minute, where did this come from? <laughs> I didn't see that in the questions that you sent me. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Well, we're just going to go. She said, buckle up. I guess I should have buckled up too. (laughs) Would it make you feel better if I went first? No, I will (laughs) definitely go. I'm a, you know me, I'm an open book. And and so I I tell people all the time, I'm a, what you see is what you get kind of girl. I lived for too long under the facade of the mask of the Patty Perfect pastor's wife. And I gave her up a long time ago. And so what you see is, is real. Uh, I have a, a sign. You don't see it. Well, you can see the one back here in my office that says I was not made to be subtle. Uh, my sister gave me that. I also have one over on the other side of my office that says, God bless this hot mess. And that was from my assistant years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gives you a little bit, but yeah, my own self-imposed ceilings kind of came from even just from being a pastor's wife, if I'm honest. And and I do talk about this in the book, but is, is just with my husband and I both in ministry that being under, but being myself and, and holding back and not stepping up into my full leadership potential and capacity as to not outshine him or my role or his role, because he was always an executive pastor. So he was always number two on the team. And, and yet, I'm a strong, confident leader. And so remaining under, but being myself was always a juggle. 
Um, that was really something I had to work through and be okay with. I can step into the full authority of my calling and own my leadership, even if it outshines my husband. And it's not because I'm trying to, but because that's how God created me. So that was definitely a big one. And, and another one is I've always kind of battled the, I have been called bossy. I have been a strong female leader. And, and then I overcorrected and really shrank back as to not run over people and not uh, be too much for people. And so I've had to go back to, I can read a room and I can judge what's going on, not in a judgy way, but kind of just read the room and see uh, what I need to bring to the table, but also still be myself. Um, so those two were pretty hard for me to, to work through and really be okay with. Mm, yeah. I was just going to say, but you said it, it's, it's, there is this place of where we can reach in that I'm going to be misunderstood and I need to, I need to learn to be okay with that. Yeah. And that is hard. That is a really, because we're nice people. I mean, who doesn't want to be friendly? Who doesn't want to have friends? Who doesn't want to have support around them? Who doesn't want encouragement? And so we do all of these things, you know, to have all of those at the risk of not being our authentic selves. Yeah. And, and yet I, I think that there is this, this really freeing place, I guess, if I can put it that way, that it's okay to be misunderstood. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're wrong. It doesn't yeah, mean that oh. you're that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that you're that you're bad or or less than. Or, or, yeah, yeah, totally. So, where do women begin to dismantle some of these false narratives? Well, you were talking about the people pleasing, and that's hello. My name is Melissa. I'm a recovering people pleaser, um, and that's a hard one. That that's really a hard one, and and I think. I think we've talked about this before and, and it's Galatians 1.10 really, really, really helps me when I start to fall back into that. Um, and it says, obviously I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. No, I am trying to please God. If I, I, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. And right here in my Bible, I wrote, amen. <laughs> Cause it's just something I still wrestle with. I'm sorry. I lost your question. Cause I was thinking about the, the people pleaser. So no, it's all good because I, I think that that's a huge thing for all of us, right? It, is mm -hmm. that people pleasing, but I was just wondering what your thoughts were, uh, how we as women can begin dismantling some of these narratives that are in our minds. I think it comes back to our character, mm -hmm. who, who we are uh, deep down on the inside. We've talked a little bit about the shifting sand. We talked about the world. I don't, I don't want to be I live in the world. Yes. And there's so many things I love about the world, but I'm not called here permanently. I have a job to do while I'm here. And so I think remembering that there's work to be done and, and that work actually starts with me. We, we talked about, it starts with prayer talk, talked about with uh, counseling and with coaching, but it really, it starts with working on myself and, and really digging into 
uh, who the identity in Christ, who I am, uh, what my character is. A character is essentially who you are when no one's looking. Uh, it's the backbone to all the pieces and the parts of who you are and how you operate. Um, and if it's strong, healthy, and growing, the other areas of your life will grow as well. So it's you only grow as far as your character will cover you. And if you think about how many people have been become famous or celebrity or whatever, and unfortunately their character wasn't strong enough or wasn't developed and, and either they lost it all or they failed miserably. Um, and that's because their character couldn't carry them with the success that they had. So it kind of starts with kind of really making sure that you are firmly, deeply rooted and planted before you kind of figure out all the other things. Yeah, that's so good. So good. The, again, I mean, we, I feel like even last week and again, this week, we're still going there. It's an inner, it's really inner. It's, yeah. it's something on the inside of us and it's hard. It, it's, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not easy, but it is so worth it. It is really yeah. worth it to just completely yield and surrender ourselves to that work of the Holy Spirit and just, you know, allowing him to kind of take a flashlight, shine it around in there and, you know, being okay when he makes us aware of things that mm. now is the time we, you know, that he can see that we are ready to go there and work on that thing, that mm. it's not in a, in a condemning, you know, pointing his finger at us. It's that he wants to bring freedom right. <laughs> to in that area. And so right. I think that that's even some of the narrative too, that, that we can fall into that I, I'm just, I'm dumb and I'm inadequate mm. and God can never use me. No, no, no. When he makes you aware of these things, you have to remember the character. We're talking about character here, the character of God, that yes. his heart is for you, that he mm -hmm. wants to, he wants to help you retire in your faith. He wants you to rise up in your fullest potential and yes. live as your authentic, true self. And mm -hmm. he sees these things on the inside of you, not to chastise you, but to set you free from it. So right. it's okay. It's okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Keep going. I'm all for it. Keep yes. going. Amen. Amen. So how, how can women grow in their leadership capacity? We've talked about this. It's some intentionality. It's, it's, it doesn't just happen. I think it's, I think it's Michael Hyatt that says this, you know, we, we drift and when we drift, we don't drift to the good things. We drift to the comfortable. We drift to the safe. We drift to the normal things. And so to, to stop the drift takes some time and some intentionality and some planning and some strategy to, to figure out what you want to do and where you want to go and what God's calling you to do. It doesn't, doesn't just happen like that. It, it's, it, that we talked about it the last time, 30,000 foot view of where God has me now didn't just happen today. And it was amazing. And all these other things, it, it's taken 20 years of of bumps and bruises and life and experiences and, and starting small, don't despise the small things, starting small and, and, and going where he asked me to go. He asked me to step into preschool ministry. I stepped into preschool ministry. He, he asked me to speak to women 
I failed speech class in college. <laughs> I was terribly afraid. I was sick every time I was supposed to go to class and do a speech. And yet he has called me and I stand on a stage and I speak to women and I do all of these things, not because of me. And it didn't just happen like that. It has been 20 plus years in the making of small obedient steps of, of, of faith. And, and we want, I want, you know, 20 years ago, I wanted, God told me and showed me what he was going to do with my life. And I was like, I'm here for it. Let's go. And he never showed me the road that it was going to take to get there. And he never showed me that it was going to take 20 years to get there. And he never showed me that it was going to be hard and painful. And, and it would cause me to doubt and fear and be anxious and worry, but that I would have to just continue to rise up and say, yes, Lord, here I am. Yes, Lord. Who am I going to send? Here I am, Lord, you know, and, and with bruises and, and tears and blood and, and not real blood, but, you know, sometimes it feels like you're bleeding because it hurts so bad mm -hmm. of, of just being obedient to the next faithful step. And I think that's, there's some beauty that while I want the roadmap, I want the whole 10 year plan and I want it all, you know, I can follow the map, but he doesn't give us that. What do you, what do you call to today? And I think it's being faithful in today. And I really think that's part of the, the Lord's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. He didn't give them a whole month's worth of food and they just check back with him in a month. Today, what am I supposed to do today, Lord? And then be being faithful and obedient in today's step will lead you closer and closer to the next step. And I think that's, that's doing some of this work that we've talked about is digging in and doing the hard work because that's your step today mm -hmm. to get to tomorrow or the next day or where he's really wanting you to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think that just following up on that, I, that's how I would define success for me. That's my definition of success is was I obedient Lord with what mm -hmm. you asked me to do. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I define success. I think that the world would maybe offer a different definition of success, but God, did I do, was I obedient to what you placed in my hands for me to do today? You know, right now, am I, that's how I would define success. And mm. I think that, you know, even just growing in our leadership capacity and, you know, we've been talking a little bit about growth and our character and, and how that factors in. I think that even being willing to, reach out to someone that's maybe a little bit further along than we mm -hmm. are and, you know, asking them if they would be willing to connect with you and not allowing the fear of rejection to hold you back because that is a self-imposed limit. I, oh, I really yeah. feel like, I really feel like she could maybe speak into my life in this area, mm -hmm. but I don't know, she might not want to. And so then we don't, well, you never know just ask her if she says, no, she says, no, God will, you know, show you someone else, but um, to not allow rejection to mm -hmm. hold you back that way, that self-imposed limit, you know, that self-rejection even, but when you, when you do have an opportunity to sit in, uh, with someone that is willing to hold space for you to lean in, ask questions and mm -hmm. glean from her, because obviously you see something in her that you are wanting to have in your own life, uh, you know, growth in a particular area. And so for you, have you 
experienced that in, in just reaching out to people and allowing them to speak into your life? Yes, I love this. I love this. And, and here's what I'll tell you. You don't have because you don't ask. And more often than not, other women are for you. Yeah. We think that we're in competition or we think that we're less than or we're not at their place or they're so much further along or they won't have time. That is not true. That is a lie from the enemy. That is not true. They more often than not, women are for you. And honestly, I, I went through this season, which is so funny. And when you started going down this path, I'm like, oh, 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 okay. I went through this even in the book because writing the book, I had women share stories like real life women that have been in the ministry that have been on the front line. And I reached out to some very big names of women in the ministry like I had a list of like, this would be amazing if this person, and I was like, this is not going to happen. But I made a list of 25 and some of the biggest names and some of the people in, in this space or whatever. And I'm like, I just going to do it afraid. What do I have to lose? I, I, I believe in them. I, I, I love what they're doing. God is doing a work in and through them. Why shouldn't I reach out to them? So I, e I emailed 25 different women knowing that most of them probably wouldn't, but I was like, if I could four, that would be great. And I heard back from that. Now there were some no's, but it was more of a, no, it's not a good time or my schedule's already full or no, I can't. But when the book comes out, let me know. And I'll put it out to my resource team or whatever. And I'll, I'll make sure to champion it. And then I had some unexpected yeses that I was like, Oh, oh no. I heard from and then I, I was literally completely had to do like the happy dance and then I'm like okay I know they're just a person they're just a regular everyday ordinary girl just like me but it was just one of those moments of breaking through my own insecurity my own barrier it was it was such a monumental win for me to see that um even still, as I'm learning and growing, he's still doing a work in and through me. And it was also just a reminder, this book, this thing that I've put on hold for 10 years, isn't for me. It's for these women. And so why wouldn't these other women want to be a part of what God is doing in this work? And so it was just, it was confirmation that it was one, the right time. And two, that I needed to just remind myself to get out of my own way get out of my own way. This is not, this is not about you. This book is not about me. It's what, what God is wanting to do in the next generation of women in the ministry. Wow. That's so good. So good. And it's, it just bears saying again, that, um, sometimes the mountain that needs to be moved is on the inside of us really. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You know, it's, it's so easy for us and myself included, you know, to look out there and if that would change or if that person would notice me or all these things, but wow, Susan, I mean, sometimes the mountain that needs to be moved is on the inside of you, you know? And so that's where the self-imposed limits come in. Like, let's figure this out in here. Yeah. And, and, you know, your beautiful example there is, so reach out and ask and allow them to answer for you. Yeah. Not don't answer for them because you're not, right. them, you know, right. I mean, you, I mean, when I think about even just reaching out, you know, to, to someone that might mentor you or 
Mm-hmm. speak into your life in a particular area you don't know I mean you don't you're not them and they very well could be you know just ready and and ready to jump in and sit and hold some space for you mm-hmm. um, to speak into your life so I don't know kick rejection to the curb ladies because there there's again we we've said it we said it last week and we're saying it again this week that it is so much more than just us. It's it's not just about us. It's about what God wants to do through us and who is on the other side of that. Who's on the other side of you no longer living underneath your own self-imposed ceilings? Like Mm -hmm. what would life look like? You know, if you, if you allowed yourself to, you gave yourself permission to dream just a little bit, dream about, you know, seeing yourself, you know, a little bit further out, how are you carrying yourself? What are you doing? How are, how is God using you? And, um, you know, just allowing yourself to dream and vision yourself with, you know, just leading in that capacity that God has created you to lead in. Okay. So what are some things that need to need to be worked out on the inside of you so that you can reach that place? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, I really believe that God wants that for you because he placed it in you. He designed you with that. And so it's not just, it's not just Melissa and I championing you forward, even though we are, we believe in you, we believe in what you're carrying and um, that whatever it is that God has placed you on the earth to do that it has value, it has significance, you know, might look differently than what, than what I'm doing or what Melissa is doing, but it's not any less valuable or any mm-hmm. less significant. It has room at the table. Yes. And so, you know, even that is a self-imposed limit. I think that, well, nobody's, nobody's recognizing me. Nobody's, nobody is giving me an invitation. Nobody is, you know, well, okay. So uh, for myself, I remember a time where I it was at this decision point. Okay, so I can either continue to stand here and wait for acknowledgement, wait for an invitation, or I can believe that God gave me the tools to build a table and invite people to sit at the table, right? Yes, make your own table. Yes, yes. And so, and wow, I mean, and so I found that women were looking for an invitation. So, okay, come, you can sit at my table. You are more than welcome. And maybe quite possibly that is someone listening today that that's a step that that you need to take and we champion you forward in that. Mm. Um, So as we're wrapping up this week's episode, I'm thinking, um, Melissa, about the woman that might be listening today that feels insecure in her leadership. Maybe she wants to throw in the towel and just mm. quit. It's been hard. I'm, I just don't feel like I'm ever going to break through any of these limits I've tried. And it just, I don't know, maybe it's just not for me. What would mm. you say to her today? First of all, I would say, do not let the enemy tell you or convince you that you are less than. If you believe him, then he wins. And we already know that he is a defeated enemy and we have victory in Jesus. So don't quit. I would also say that while we don't want to listen to the enemy, there is almost always room for improvement. And we need to do what we can to learn and grow and develop our leadership. If there's a class you can take, then take it. If there's a webinar you can watch, then watch it. Do what you need to do. God has given you an opportunity to do his work right where he placed you. And if there isn't support, find it elsewhere. Do not give up and do not live defeated. As one of my friends recently told me lately, it's time to put your big girl pants on and get things done. We have work to do, friends, and it's not going to be easy, but it's time for us to give up the notion that it is going to be easy 
or comfortable because it's not, but it will be rewarding. And we need to rise up and be the warrior women he's called us to be and get to work. There are people around us that need what Jesus has called us to do. They need to see the light, the life change, the impact he's made in our own life so that they can dare to dream or hope that it could be the same for them. This is honestly the same thing I tell myself when I want to throw in the towel or to quit or to give in because I feel less than what God created me to be. We have work to do mm-hmm. and we need you warrior woman to do the work he created you specifically to do. So don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy win because he doesn't ever win anyway. So let's just drop that and, and move forward in faith and obedience and just take the next step. Yeah, that's so good. Wow. So good. That is sage right there. Some sage wisdom, really, really good. And that is really, I think you can tell that you've lived that you've walked Mm -hmm. that out. You've seen that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so really you're giving away what you, what you know to be true in your own life. And I know that I, I would echo every single thing that you said. Um, And, and, you know, ladies to just be reminded that we all experience pushback. We all experience hard seasons. Every single one of us do. It's, it's, it's not just you. I know that the enemy often wants to lie to us and wants us to believe that no one else has ever experienced this. It's just me. That is a lie. Um, I just yep. expose that lie. And um, instead, I replace that with the truth that if you are experiencing that much pushback to understand that there's something on the inside of you that the enemy is threatened by, mm-hmm. that you are a threat to his agenda. And, um, you know, just like Jesus in, you know, John 10, 10, he has a plan for us. So does the enemy. But like Melissa said, we are not defeated people. Jesus leads us triumphantly. We, we already have the victory. We pray, we lead we worship, we serve, we live our lives from a place of victory. We're not trying to earn or figure out if it's for us or how to get there. We already are. We already are. And so I want to remind you today that underneath all of the feelings and the angst that you might be feeling, that she's still there, that underneath all of that, you are a warring woman, that you are a warrior, that you are victorious, you are called, that you are a child of God and that you um, have something very special and very unique to offer this world. So don't buy the lie again, underneath all of your feelings, that's who's still there. That's who's still there. That hasn't changed. All right. So Melissa, really quick, where can people connect with you in the online space? In the online space, melissamashburn.com has all of the links to all the places that I like to hang out. So that's the best place to go. Okay. And when is your book coming out? It is coming out in spring. I had to think of when it is spring of 2022. Okay. And will that be announced on your social media platforms? It'll be announced in all the places and spaces that I like to hang out simply because it's just going to be a jubilee for me just to finally get to the point where it is finished. Yeah. And I know it's just beginning, but in that space and in time it, it's it's going to be the culmination of of uh, well a decade of yeah. faithful obedience yeah. and, and letting it letting it go 
Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, spring is right around the corner. It'll be here before we know it. So ladies connect with her in the online space and make sure that you watch for that book to launch because it is something that you will want to have in your hands and probably even a copy for a friend or your mom or your sister or the lady mm-hmm. at the grocery store or whoever, but it's, it's going to be good. A lot of, lot of great stuff in there, I'm sure. All right. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Know that we, um, we believe in you and we believe in what you're carrying. So thank you again for joining us. Have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the read. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying the content that you are, that you're hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.